Depression and anxiety usually festers when there's a discrepancy between the person we are in our current state and the potential and the light we know we can be. When there is this divide, this gap, which often has barriers of self-doubt and criticism and fear and self-sabotage, we become extremely and continuously anxious and depressed. Why am I not the light I know I'm meant to be? There are two faces. In this week's Parsha, we meet our great-great-great-grandfather, Yaakov Avinu, in the foundational aspects of his life. Parsha's Fayetze opens up with Yaakov leaving his parents' house, and it ends with Yaakov returning back to Eretz Yisrael after 22 years of being in Haran. In those 22 years, Yaakov marries his four wives. 11 of the tribes are born. His empire as a farmer, his sheep, he becomes a very wealthy man in this time period of Yaakov's life. But the Parsha opens with telling us of a very strange and seemingly enigmatic story that in some ways is really the precursor to Yaakov going and meeting his beloved wife, Rachel, by a well. The Torah tells us, and Yaakov went to sleep, and he had a dream, and there was a ladder that was set up on the ground, and the top reached the heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending, and Hashem was standing over him. The Talmud on Holland tells us that why were the angels going up and down? What is the meaning of this strange dream? The angels ascended to look at Yaakov's image above and descended to look at the image below. They wanted to hurt him. And therefore, the Torah says, And the Lord stood beside him. Why did Hashem have to stand behind him? And why did the angels want to hurt Yaakov? And what is the meaning that there was one image of Yaakov above and one image of Yaakov below? It's interesting because if you look at the Torah, there are two perceptions of Yaakov, two faces, I guess, of Yaakov that are described and depicted. The way we initially meet Yaakov last week's parsha. The way it's described to the Torah is Ishtam Yeshiv Ahalim. Yaakov, as a simple person, as a person of truth, completion, Yeshiv Ahalim, he sits in his tent and learns Torah. But yeah, it doesn't seem like this description of Yaakov is the full extent of who Yaakov was. Think about it 13 years old from the just reading the Torah Pshat, it doesn't make Yaakov look like he's in the best light, if you think about it. Yaakov, in a sense, a little bit manipulates Esav, if you think about it. Esav is hungry and he says, I'll feed you if you give me your birthright. And then a couple of years later, literally takes away, sneaks in to his father's room and steals the blessings from his brother and then runs away and goes to Haran. And during that time, Lavan continuously not only tricks Yaakov, but also accuses him accuses him of being the one that is manipulating the wealth and sort of conjuring genetic mutations in order to get the better deal on the sheep. It seems like there are two different Yaakovs that are presented. 
the Yaakov of Isham Yeshivahalim, and the Yaakov has a a person that stands up for himself, a person that goes to get what he wants and creates a path for himself. And even though it doesn't seem so contradictory, it doesn't seem like it fully matches the description of Ishtam Yeshivahalim. The Ksav Seifer says something incredible. Why did the angels get really upset when they saw Yaakov down here? The verse states that the angels saw Yaakov's image above and they saw that the way that it was engraved under Hashem's throne. They saw Yaakov's face on Hashem's throne and they saw perfection. And they come down below and they see that it's exactly the same. The same face of Yaakov above, the potential, the light that Yaakov had above is exactly the same as the description of Yaakov down here. They became jealous of him. They said, how can a lowly body bring himself to such a level higher than the angels? They couldn't understand how he, how he had become higher than them. We know angels don't have free choice. And human beings, we have the ability to make choices. And by making choices, we go from mediocrity to greatness. And they understood that through his free choice and conquering his evil inclination, he transcended them. They wanted to harm him. They were so upset at him. And they said, no, we want to light a passion of fire inside of him so that he also, so he falls because we know that angels are always the same. They always have this perfection about them. They cannot reach great heights, but they cannot fall either. They're like, let's light a fire of passion in order that he will fall and we will become greater than him. So the Pasuk says, Hashem, I met love. Hashem stood and protected him. This week's parsha, interestingly enough, every single parsha in the Torah has some sort of breaks in it. Meaning that the Torah doesn't have any punctuation. There are no exclamation marks. There are no question marks. Everything that the way we read the Torah and the way we understand the tone and the way in which we're meant to read the text is all really from the oral tradition. But we have one, two forms of punctuation, which is the stoma and the psocha. Stoma and the psocha are essentially, stoma is closed and psocha is open. When there's a new topic that comes up in the Torah, either you have a psocha, which means the, the, the rest of the line is open, which means the next topic goes on the next line, there's a space and then the next line. And stoma is when it's just a short break. There is like a little, um, like nine spaces, and then the Torah continues with a new topic. In Parshas Vayetze, we have one long continuum. There were no breaks in the Parsha. We go from Yaakov leaving his parents' house, having the dream, going to the well, meeting Rachel, telling Lavan, I want to marry your daughter. Let me work for you for seven years. Works for seven years. Lavan tricks him, marries Leah. The next week, he makes another deal. He marries Rachel, marries him for another seven years. The whole story with Rachel and Leah and Rachel's infertility and how she reaches out to to Leah to make a deal with her. And then with the spotty, the different sort of sheep and sort of trying to make a deal with Lavan and Lavan saying that Yaakov is tricking him and that holds a buckle. And then the Torah continues to talk about Yaakov essentially saying, I want to leave. I don't want to be anymore with Yaakov. And Lavan, Yaakov essentially escaping, 
love on coming and saying that my Trophim was stolen, feeling very angry. And then the Torah basically concludes with Yaakov going back to Eretz Yisrael. This entire continuum, in some sense, feels like many little stories. It's the journey of Yaakov's life. It's the journey of the foundation of his existence. It's the journey, all the stories that follow the Parshish Vayetze is Yaakov's story. Exclusively Yaakov's story. Through Yaakov's eyes and through Yaakov's immediately immediate generation of him building a life for himself. The journey of our lives, so too, are one long continuum. Sometimes we break them up into chapters, into moments, into ideas. But the truth is, our life is one journey of us trying to make face for ourselves, trying to be the person we are above and matching that with the person, the way we conduct ourselves in our daily lives. We want to reach our potential. We want to reach the best version of ourselves. We don't want to spend our lives mediocre. We want to ensure that the potential of the light that we have above is what we can live to actually accomplish below. So how do we do that? That's the question. How do we have what Yaakov had? It seems like he had many faces, but the Torah tells us he had one face. The face of the time, the Ishtam Yeshavahalam above, was the same kind, compassionate, powerful person below. So what's the answer? What's the trick? What's the magic potion of creating what is above to what is below? The first thing is obviously to recognize that every single one of us needs to hold on to just the mere idea that you know that there is, that you are, there is an image of you up above, that is empowering. Hashem believes in you. I think it's a very empowering concept and idea that you can. Doesn't mean it should be stressful. You can, you have the potential, you have the ability. There is literally a light above and Hashem believes in you. Rabbah Manasecha, we say every single day that Hashem believes you and Hashem knows you can. That's number one. Number two, knowing who you are is really important. To know that you're a piece of God and that even the angels above are jealous of you and that you have the capacity to make choices, it's empowering. We think of it as something that is so confusing. It's so difficult. We have the potential to rise above mediocrity. And how do we reach media? How do we rise above mediocrity by tapping into ourselves when everyone's lost and thinking, what am I doing on this planet? Am I special? Guess what? You are special. How do you know you're special? Cause you wouldn't be here. Every single person on this planet looks different. Why does everyone look different? Everyone looks different because every single person has a unique mission. Your outside reflects your inside. Your inside is powerful. There is something unique about you and it's up to you just to tap into that. You're intuitively going to go where you're meant to go. Yaakov's on his journey, but Hashem says, I'm with you. Hashem says, I'm with you, protecting you. Just lean into that. Have betachan, have faith. It's really hard, but I'm learning shara betachan and I need it. Know that every single thing that comes is from Hashem. And lastly, look at Yaakov. Yaakov's entire life was one continuum. It was a continuum from him leaving home to his returning. There are no breaks in our lives. It seems like there are a lot of small events that make up one big version of ourselves. 
where we really come from is our roots. The strength of our roots when we come from the fact that Yaakov left but held everything that meant something to him in Eretz Yisrael and took that with him for the rest of his life with no breaks. It seeped into every single dimension of his life, where we are, where we come from, what are our values. As Jewish people, every single aspect of our lives, we might think it's very complex. There's so many different aspects of our Judaism, aspects of self. It's really not. It's one long continuum. One long continuum from 4,000 years ago, that is the one continuum. Judaism is exactly the same in so many aspects. Of course, it's evolved and it's become stronger and it has built itself. But in many ways, the stories that we are experiencing right now in 2023 are a mere, mirror image of what Yaakov and Yitzchak and Avram were experiencing. We need to hold on to our thousands of years of history. We need to hold on to our Jewish story. Our life is not many continuums. It's a reflection of one giant, powerful energy that we have inside of us. And have that one powerful energy, that face, that neshama, that godly ability just mutates and gives us energy in many different capacities. But what is the source? Where does it come from? As brothers and sisters, we might think we look so different as Jewish people. What does Tanya say? Only our bodies divide us, but we are one soul. We are one body. There is a oneness about the Jewish people. There's a oneness about the Torah. Yeah, it mutates. Yes, there are many different aspects where halacha actually physically manifests in the world, but there's a oneness about the world. The oneness above and the oneness below is parallel. All we need to do in this world, because we know it exists, it's motivating. We know that the perfect, incredible version of ourselves is literally as an image of ourselves up there on heaven and saying, Hashem believes in me. This is what I think. This is how highly I think of you. And then we're here down here stressing and depressing because we are we don't think we can ever reach that image. And Hashem says, like, you don't think you can. That's just you having blockages. You thinking you can't. I believe in you. I'm standing with you. All you have to do is tap into yourself. You have to be yourself. Just be more you. Realize that what you're tapping into is thousands of years of strength and ability. That's what you're tapping into. And as a Jewish people, we see, we see all these faces. We see all the way we're portrayed in the media. And it seems like there's so many different faces of the Jewish people. It's really one face. The image above, the image of the fact that we are a people, Am Yisrael Chai, that have lived for thousands of years that have these values and morals. It's not many different faces. It's one face. It's a face of resilience, face of strength face of standing up against adversity, the face of victory. That's what the Jewish people are. We're one face. I bless all of us that we feel empowered enough to recognize that Hashem believes in us immensely. Hashem believes us in the Jewish people immensely. And we have the choice. All we have to do is just recognize that we can. Hashem's with us. Stop being so scared. We're literally being our own. We're literally making our own blockages, like Jacob, one face, 22 years, one face. May we merit in our lives to reach our full potential, not through stress and anxiety, by tapping inside and just doing what we are meant to do, because we are one people with one soul, one God, one nation. Have a beautiful Shabbos.